I love journeys. Journeys always take us somewhere. Amen. And if you've been in KT long enough over the start of this new year, you will see that we've been on a 40-day journey. We've been growing spiritually, individually, and corporately. And as a result of that, the new year presents new opportunities to grow and to flourish in the things of God. And I want to start by asking a little bit of a teaser for you as a question. Where has this 40-day journey left you? I hope that you've been strengthened. I hope that you've been emboldened. And I hope that you've been encouraged. But perhaps that's not true for all of us because the challenges of life persist. The niggling negative thoughts continue to intrude our minds. Maybe we find ourselves, after a 40-day journey, we still have a poor attitude on some things. Other areas, we might be finding breakthroughs and victories. But do you ever find in your Christian journey, sometimes we think when we're going through a trial, why always me? Amen? This was a photo of a footballer called Mario Balotelli. And he used to get a lot of stick from the press many years ago for his lifestyle. And one day he scored in a game and he took off his, or he took over his jersey there, you can see, with the words, why always me? It's all, often it's easy to assume that other people should be in our current position. Can I ask you today, Start by accepting you are exactly where God wants you to be. The goal here today is to discover the purpose of the position that we find ourselves in, in our lives. Amen. There is purpose for your pain. God has a pathway that will produce his promises and his goodness and his protection over every single area of your life. Now, I don't know about you, but I sit there and I think to myself, everyone's life is unique. Everyone's story is different. Amen. Maybe you're a bit like me, nothing major happens for two, three, maybe four years. And then, just like London buses, two or three things happen at once. Huh? I don't know why, that seems to be the rhythm and routine of my life. Perhaps for you, it's, it's, it's more steady, more spaced out. But it got me thinking, how do we respond in those moments of trial. And I want us to reflect a little bit this afternoon on Paul. Paul was a man that lived so sacrificially for Christ. He never allowed anything to enter his life that wasn't from God. He never allowed himself to be distracted. And so can I start by encouraging you, you are not defined by your trials and the tests, but you are defined by your response and your attitude to those trials and those tests. And so I think a great example for us to think about is the Apostle Paul. He could bear witness to those two reflections. Why always me? Have you ever thought the more that you want to live like Jesus, the more you're going to go through the things Jesus went through? He went through every trial, every test. And so if we want to live like Christ, we have to accept the trials. But secondly, I think also Paul went through trials on a frequent basis. So I want us to look at Acts 16, just verse 25. Because you know, when life hits you, it hits you. You don't get a warning. You don't get any sort of guidance on how to navigate it. Life just happens. And then we have to decide how we are going to respond. Do you know when you see 
Beyond your circumstances, you will see further than you've ever seen before, and you will get a glimpse of God's goodness and God's glory. Have you ever found yourself in a dark, depressing, desperate situation? You know those moments where everything seems hopeless, you're hurting, there's no way out, your feelings, your emotions have converged to get you a potent cocktail of despair and depression where you struggle to find a way out. I'm sure we've all been there, but I want to share with you three decisions that I believe that we can take today that will help us bring about victory. So I want you to picture the scene here, Acts 16, verse 25. Paul is in prison with Silas. His physical situation is bleak. He's chained to the floor. The shackles are severely restricting his movement. Verse 25, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. Do you know that tells me that our response to our trials that our friends are interested in. People will pay attention to how we go through our trials. But it got me thinking, what would my response be? And therefore, my question for you this afternoon is, what would your response be when you find yourself in a trial and you find yourself with decisions to make? I believe he made three distinctive decisions, and I want you to make the same distinctions today. Number one, Paul chose to be dedicated ahead of being discouraged. Easier said than done, hey? He chose to be dedicated ahead of being discouraged. His physical environment would almost demand that he would be discouraged, and yet he chose to be dedicated. It's easy to praise God when things are going well, amen. It's a little bit harder when it actually costs you, and yet the truth remains the same. Paul poured out his praise and his worship to his Lord and Savior from a place of certainty about who God is, not who God might be. Do not underestimate, friends, the power of praising your way through your battles and your problems. Your praise is a weapon in your hands against the enemy and against your challenges. Being dedicated is hard because it means we have to live beyond our emotions and beyond our current circumstances. But I've got some news for you. Do you know what being dedicated in those moments produces? God shows up. Come on, people of God. God shows up in the midst of your trial, in the midst of your test, when you choose to live beyond your circumstances, beyond your feelings, that even in the most difficult and confining of circumstances, God breaks through and appears right there in the middle of your mess. And you know what else that confirms to us? That God knows and sees every single trial and test that we go through. Nobody here is beyond the reach of God's love. So if you're new with us today, or you've not yet made up a decision about where your faith is, there's a starting point of encouragement. Amen? 1 Corinthians 15 verse 58 tells us, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. 
The second decision that Paul took was he chose determination ahead of defeat. Let's not lose sight of the reality here. It would be very, very easy to accept defeat in those moments. Chained to the floor, no way out, no escape route, no possibility. If you were defeated in your heart and mind in that moment, who could judge you? Nobody could, because that would be the reality for most of us in how we would respond in most situations like that. But Paul chose determination. Why? He had already encountered God. He had experienced God's love, God's power, and God's grace. And he knew that if he stayed true to his faith, become resolute, and convinced that he would see a breakthrough, a miracle would happen. Because at that point, our praise, our worship becomes sacrificial to the spirit of the living God. Praise is our weapon. It doesn't deny that our problems are real, but it does deny them a place of influence in our lives, friends. Which means, can we choose today to be dedicated, determined in these moments? Because you know, oof, every conflict reveals your character. Your character is the container to your calling. I'll say that again. Your character is the container to your calling. Every time you go through a conflict, friends, your character is revealed. What's in us automatically springs out of us because we're under pressure. We're feeling we're being appraised. We feel like we're being tested. What we say we believe versus maybe what's in our heart, that gap is kind of getting big, narrow. But your character is the container to your calling. So the stronger your character, the more you can carry. And yet, praise God, God never gives us too much to carry or do in any one day. Being determined means that you believe no matter how destitute your situation is, God can gloriously and majestically turn it around for good and for his glory. And Jesus shows us this in Luke 18, verse 1, the parable of the persistent widow, just verse 1. And he told them a parable to the effect that they always ought to pray and not lose heart. I have some breaking news for you. This is going to blow your mind. Do you know that God has never been defeated? Amen. God has never been defeated in your life. And he is not going to start today with your problems. Amen. You will see this advert here. It's 15 years old for the boxing fans amongst us. Floyd Mayweather, Ricky Hatton, 2007, Las Vegas, Nevada. Two undefeated champions. Neither had ever lost a fight. And so they decided to build a fight undefeated. Obviously, one of them lost. But our God has never lost. He is the reigning champion And he is in charge and in control of every single area of your life. Amen. Hmm. The third decision that I believe Paul took was he chose decisiveness ahead of dithering. Every Christian, our first response in the issues of life should be to go to God. God should not just be one option on a menu of options. He is our first port of call. Nobody else should be vying for our attention. 
in those moments. Paul was very clear. He was very decisive. He didn't explore other avenues to negate his circumstances. He was clear and immediate. My prayer and my praise goes to my Lord and my Savior. And he didn't even calculate the cost to this because he already knew. Hmm. Do you know Paul knew that he was loved? Perhaps you're here today and you're not sure about whether or not you're loved. Psalm 17, verse 8. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. Against all the odds, against everything that you might feel about your life today and the trials and the challenges, can I tell you, you are loved by God. And he is bigger than your biggest regret. He is stronger than your greatest source of shame. He is greater than your biggest appointment, disappointment. And he can do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond all that we can possibly ask and imagine. Hmm. So can I encourage you, don't downgrade your dream to match your current situation. Upgrade your faith in Christ, trust in his promises, and allow his perfect destiny to be your portion. So what am I saying to us today? God wants to demonstrate his power and his authority to your personal situation. This 40-day journey should be a timely reminder for each and every one of us that he is personally interested in our lives. You know that he's not just interested in who you are, but he's also interested in how you are. That's always they say in church, that is the toughest question to ever ask a Christian. How are you? Because if the person is honest, you could be standing there for a minute. God is going to also start opening some doors that have been closed by man. That's a word for someone in here. Your breakthrough, friends, is closer than you think. God is going to shake. God is going to destroy the circumstances that have kept us bound and held down. Perhaps this 40-day journey has illuminated to some of us just how bound we are. As we've navigated our way through daily devotions, as we've prayed, as we've worshipped God, as we've found it probably hard at times to really trust God, to really take His Word as the final authority, as the only authority in our lives, because the circumstances are confining us. Maybe your situation here today is bleak. May I remind you, at the start of verse 25, the word declares about the midnight hour. Midnight hour is widely accepted as being the darkest hour of the night, which means your situations may be at their absolute worst. It could be a marriage situation. It could be a financial ruin. It could be a mental health issue that you're trying to overcome right now. When things can't get any worse, and then they do. How do you feel? Where do you go? What do you decide in those moments? Does your heart break? But you know, even in those moments, God still turns up. You know why? Because we serve a God of the impossible, which means the impossible becomes possible in our lives. Amen. This needs to become our reality, friends. Can I get an amen in the house? And then in those moments, when God is broken through, we can just stare and gaze at him in humble adoration. Because like a magnet, the Lord is drawn by our praise and our worship. 
and he will manifest himself and every spiritual, emotional, financial, mental and physical chain will break off our lives. So what's my question? What's my call to you today? What are the chains? What are the situations that are holding you back today? Perhaps it's unforgiveness towards a family member. Coldness in your heart. God isn't real. He's never answered my prayer. He's never going to deliver. Maybe there's jealousy, envy, worldly pursuits, worldly attitudes. Don't assess the landscape of your spiritual life in the natural. View it supernaturally. Because the Lord is always speaking. The Lord will give you his peace and he will give you a pathway through. Psalm 85 verse 8, I will listen to what the Lord God says. He promises peace to his people, his faithful servants. I'm convinced that Paul tapped into the strength that he had received from God to make those three decisions that I've mentioned. And here's the thing, those decisions are in direct contrast to what we would ordinarily choose most of the time. He chose supernatural responses to deal with a natural circumstance. We're going to soar like eagles, amen? We're going to rise above our circumstances because we are going to take supernatural responses to natural situations. God will be glorified in those moments because if we don't take those responses, we're going to be vulnerable to choosing the wrong thing, conforming to the culture of the day. For some of us here, we need to nail that to the cross of Calvary, yeah. not our burden to carry anymore. We don't need to run, we don't need to hide. The shame and the sin in our lives can go. We need a fresh encounter of the love of Jesus Christ. Perhaps you're here and you're wondering, well, who is this Jesus? Can I tell you, Jesus wants you healthy. He's interested in your life. Contrary to what you may think or believe, he is interested in your life. We need to stop overthinking, start believing, narrow the gap in our lives. Allow the things that we don't yet understand about God to saturate our hearts because one touch from the King can truly change anything in our lives. Perhaps you're here today, you're struggling in your sin, chained by your circumstances, unable to find a way out. Can I encourage you? Surrender afresh to Christ. Job 22 verse 21. Submit to God and you will have peace. Then things will go well for you. It's going to require courage on your part. Do you know that courage is only one step beyond your fear? It's an intentional step that you have to take. Now you might be here thinking, wow, hope this guy wraps up soon, I gotta go. No, today is the day of salvation. Don't tell yourself, oh, one day I'll do that. Let today be day one. Amen? Right where you are. You're not in control of your situations. That troubles some of you. The antidote to that is to rest in the goodness of God. He knows the end from the beginning. He cares deeply for you. He's more involved and interested in your life than you actually know or believe. And you've just heard that in Paul's story. 
Jesus himself said in John 8, verse 12, I am the light of the world. And I believe today for some of us, we've got to break out of our prisons, amen? We've got to move into the glorious light and love of Christ and lay down our excuses and our explanations and accept the truth. Jesus said very clearly, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The problems are not going to disappear, but you will birth in yourself a lifelong commitment to serving Jesus. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 tells us, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And today I believe, whether you're a believer or not, that if you decide in your heart that you will choose dedication over discouragement, you will choose determination ahead of defeat, and you will choose decisiveness ahead of dithering, you will grow spiritually. We will build this spiritual house, amen. And you will receive exponential growth and maturity, and you will arrive at the promise of scripture found in Joshua 24 verse 15, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord in every season, in every circumstance, just like the Apostle Paul. Why? Because you've discovered the purpose of your position.